on Mutiny Radio. We'll see if we can get these people inside. Oh my gosh. The show is starting if you care to listen to it. If you're into the show, it's starting now. If that's a thing that you're into. But if you're not, you can just keep it down outside and the starting of the show and the blah, 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 blah. Uh, for the people inside, hey, thanks, thanks for being here. There, there is a strange bird call outside. No idea what's happening. It's the, it's the bird of comedy is calling you all inside and saying, tweet, tweet, motherfuckers. Uh, sweet. I'm excited for the show. Thanks for being here. Amy Bebo, other people coming in. Love it. Taking seats. That's good. Knock, knock. Jesus. I know, exactly. Did that guy exist or what? Jesus who? Am I right? Is that guy real? Is there a real Jesus up in the house? Is he, is he just an allegory that we tell stories about? I used to be really, 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 really Christian for like 18 years. I'm sorry. I know. I was a terrible person. Like, it just, all my Christianity gave me was the right to judge everybody. <laughs> like, it's, I'm really good at, at judging. Don't close it all the way because it makes such a loud noise. Just like leave it as a, as like, a little closer. Oh, that's fine. Whatever. That's good. That's good. They're perfect. Uh, no, I was, I was, um, I was a cheerleader for God in high school. There is only one God, and he is the sun God. Raw, raw, raw. It's good. It's good God to believe in. That's not true. I was actually a cheerleader for Christ. I'll show you guys. I need some audience participation on this one. Give me a K. We get 12 mansions in heaven. Yay! Now, the only thing that sucked about being a Christian cheerleader is the skirts were really long, which are not sexy. Uh, and then my butt always hurt from protecting my virginity. <laughs> also not sexy. It's <laughs> Jesus likes that ass sex, you guys. 12 disciples. <laughs> Something about being on your knees all the time praying. It's like, does God have a dick? Because I feel like every time I'm supposed to kneel to pray, I'm supposed to suck it. God, God, God is a spirit. He does not have a body like a man. That's what they taught me. Catechisms. I love, I love Jesus. Uh, I know that Jesus loved me because he dated me for like 18 years, but the problem was we had to break up because he loved all the little children. He loved all the little children of the world. I did not feel special at all. Thanks, Jesus. Good stuff. Uh, we sing a little song at the beginning of the show, and if you know how it goes, please sing along with me. If you don't, you'll figure it out. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy, clubhouse, comedy. Clubhouse. Comedy. Clubhouse. Together we will bring our jokes up high. High, high, high. At <laughs> <coughs> 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 Granddaddy Cookies is the shit, right? M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy, clubhouse. You want to come inside my clubhouse? Yeah. Yay, yay. Everyone wants to come inside my clubhouse. Uh, before we get started, everybody clap for the man running the boards, your ones and twos, David Zunzu Kersher. Give it up for him, making us all sound great on mutinyradio.fm. Hey, uh, the first two people I had on the list, they're not here. What does that mean? That means that our first community of the night is going to do 
extra time, which we're excited for, because he's from out of town, and none of us have heard any of his jokes. Therefore, we can all laugh wildly. Do you have a person coming in? Do you want me to get him for you? Yeah. Uh, are you Tom's person? Yeah, all right, is this your person? She's really pretty, look at her, wow. I didn't know that comedians could date pretty girls. I didn't know that was possible. I thought that they all were a bag full of dicks, but maybe not. I don't know what's going on. Uh, you guys, your first comedian of the night. Uh, he has done time everywhere in New York and all other places. He comes to us from LA. You guys are gonna laugh hysterically at the jokes of Tom Dunlap. Thing together. This is cool. Uh, it's my first time on a, uh, a radio station. And I want to clarify when Pam said I've done time everywhere, not prison, uh, the uh, time on stage, comedy, that sort of thing. Uh, I, uh, I have a neuroscience degree, ladies. And uh, I've mostly worked food serving jobs. <laughs> ladies. Um, it was a choice I made. Uh, it's had a weird effect on job searches because, like, my first job out of college, I applied to a Chipotle, which, did you know, they still ask for references on that, which I felt was harsh. Because at the time, I had to be like, oh, no, which one of my neuroscience references is going to be least disappointed to get a call from Chipotle <laughs> asking about me, you know? So I wanted my thesis advisor who loved me getting a call being like, yes, Tom did a great sheep brain dissection. He could portion out beans, um, <laughs> that sort of thing. Been a bartender. Um, bartending has changed my perception of people because uh, they're not the best sometimes. Um, like I don't like James Bond as a character anymore because he orders drinks like an asshole. I don't know if you've watched many James Bond movies. He'll go up to every bartender, a poor food server, makes less than minimum wage, uh, relies on tips, and every movie goes up and is like, have a vodka martini, shaken, not stirred. And it's like, uh, hey, asshole, you can just say shaken, it fucking means not stirred. <laughs> like, is that how you order everything? Like, I'll have the salad as well, not a hamburger. Like, who talks to people like that? That's awful. So you flag down a cab, be like, take him to Central Park cabby, not Cleveland. Like, <laughs> it's shitty. It's a shitty thing to do. I don't know, it's, it can be so bad food serving um, that, I don't know if you guys have ever seen like uh, just some random person smoking a cigarette next to a dumpster, and that it's, that's not a homeless person. Uh, that's a food server. On their break, they chose that because it was better. <laughs> do you get how crazy that is? That a manager gave them free time at one point, was like, uh, yeah, do whatever you want for like 10 minutes. They're like, great, I'm gonna go stand out of the trash and inhale diseases. Uh, <laughs> more fun, that sort of thing. Been, uh, been driving around uh, the country uh, of late uh, from New York, and uh, welcome from New York. I've done a lot of time. Uh, <laughs> but not bad time. Uh, I like listening to the radio in my car, and there's my, my favorite commercial I've heard so far is this local guy, is like, his name's Dom, and he owns this diamond shop, Dom's Diamonds, which makes sense. Uh, and I love it, because every time he comes on, uh, he's like, uh, here at Dom's Diamonds, we know what women really want. And it's diamonds. 
which is surprising to me. I would think, you know, what women really want, it's like love or that dick or that vagina or something different than diamonds. Because um, I like diamonds. I think women like diamonds. But what keeps them going, I feel like that's incorrect, Dom. Uh, but it would be cool if Dom got that commercial right in any way in that sort of uh, delivery where he's like, here at Dom's Diamonds, we know what women really want. Equal pay. <laughs> but that's taken a while, so apologize with a diamond. Like, that would be a pretty sweet commercial, I think. Hip Diamond Shop. Welcome, guys. I've done time. Because uh, <laughs> I think men even under, like, overestimate how much women even want diamonds as gifts. Uh, because for the ladies in the room, uh, you're dating someone a long time, it's your birthday. Would you rather have a $700 diamond necklace or $700? Yeah, well, it's, it's caucus season. Let's do an applause uh, poll uh, for the ladies in the room. Who would rather have the diamond necklace? It's going to be close. Okay. Who's gonna win? Who'd rather have $700? That's right, fellas, because diamonds are bullshit. Someone played a song for a while, diamonds are girl best friend, and people are like, yeah, I guess they are. Um, believed it. Because the problem with like, anything like a diamond necklace, or, like if someone gave me a diamond necklace, I was like, thank you. But uh, I have to defend this from people now. Like you've given me a job in life. I gotta like get a safe and a house. I can't throw it in my glove box and drive around, you know. Uh, and the thing is, if you give me that, money, like I want seven hundred dollars, but you can't pawn a gift from someone you're dating. So I'm breaking up with you now, you know. <laughs> diamonds are forever, but seven hundred dollars rent. So that sort of thing. Uh, thank you, whoever applauded. Uh, like I said, uh, from New York, I grew up in Boston. I'm a big Red Sox fan, which I feel like people don't care about sports in any way uh, in the Bay Area. But uh, for people who don't know, New York, rival city to Boston. So I wear my Red Sox stuff in New York, get all these comments from random strangers. It's like, hey, uh, pretty brave wearing that around here, buddy. Or like, uh, look at the balls on this guy. So I, you know, I would just keep wearing these shirts to get all these pretty neat compliments from strangers. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Random men on the street are gonna tell me how brave I am and that my balls are worth taking a gander at? <laughs> New York is the greatest city in the world, you know? Because not like that in Boston, where I'm from. Like, uh, if you do the opposite, you wear Yankees have in Boston, we were, we're like mean. We will punch you in your child. Like. <laughs> We are not. Pam's, Pam's been to Boston. Uh, my, favorite, my favorite Halloween costume I've ever actually seen was in uh, Boston, and it was uh, sports-based, interestingly enough to me. It was this girl, uh, she's uh, wearing like a, it's a New England Patriots sweatshirt down to her knees, Red Sox hat, nothing else. I assume underwear, but the sweatshirt went down. And I had to go up to her, I was excited. I was like, um, excuse me, miss, are you dressed as sexy, my dad? Because you nailed it. <laughs> you nailed it. Pam, I never actually went over how much time I'm doing. It's, you said more? Uh, 12 to 15. Oh, okay, great. 
Uh, don't worry, guys. I've done a lot of time. All right. <laughs> last time, <laughs> last time I said this. Oh man. All right. Uh, well, drive around the country. It's been fun. Uh, I, what I'm doing right now is I'm couch surfing around the country. I've been doing stand up. I'm doing it the last eight months. Stay a lot on people's couches. Uh, a couple times when I uh, I didn't find anyone, I slept in the car, which horrifies every single person I ever tell. Because they're always like, Tom, what if a criminal attacks you in the night? Which it, it hasn't happened and no one ever will. No criminal is perusing vehicles being like, empty, empty. <laughs> one with a full-size man in it, finally a challenge. Like, that's not how stealing works, you know? Uh, and the thing is, the, the couple times I was like worried about it at first myself, but the two times I slept in the car, I felt safer the, the entire time I slept in my apartment in New York. Because the thing is, if you're in an apartment, like someone tries to attack you, all you can do is call the police and hope they can't figure out that lock the landlord never got around to fixing. Um, but if you're in a car, you're in a locked metal box on wheels. If someone attacks you, you can just drive away. And if you're feeling frisky, you can turn around and attack them with your home. Um, <laughs> that sort of thing. I'm killing in the booth. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's been a fun, fun journey. Um, I uh, just came from Texas, which uh, is uh, apparently terrifyingly alcoholic, uh, based on the fact that every mile down the highway, they have a sign that increasingly encourages you not to drink and drive. Because the first one is like, hey, you had fun tonight. Don't drink and drive. Uh, then you drive another mile, and it's uh, like, uh, hey, uh, seriously, buddy, uh, buckle up. Don't drink and drive. And then the third one is just like this weird bent over sign. Uh, and it's like, you just crashed into me. Don't back up and keep driving. <laughs> it's a weird place, Texas. I, Someone, uh, I was going to a CVS there, uh, and some guy just walked up to me and was like, hey buddy, do you want a steak? And I was like, ah, run! But uh, he was just a guy who sells steaks in the parking lot. <laughs> Not a vendor of any kind, he just shows up with a grill and sells steaks. That's the freedom they have there. I went into the CVS, I'm like, there's some dude like grilling in your parking lot. And they're like, oh yeah, that's Steak Steve. He sells steaks. <laughs> it's a very weird place. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that sort of thing. It was good. Uh, I don't know. I've been. Uh, I have a. It's weird because because uh, someone came in as I. Uh, I you guys are new. I've done time. Uh, <laughs> keeping that going. I was like, but uh, I uh, I have an ex girlfriend. Uh, uh, I like saying that because it makes me sound. I like saying that instead of single, because I think it makes me sound more desirable. Like uh, it's like hey. I used to be taken, uh, like that type of thing, and, uh, and she was cool. She, we broke up because partially she uh, one day was like, "Hey, do you want to be uh, more violent in the bedroom?" And uh, my answer was no, because uh, <laughs> as a guy, I'm very uncomfortable with that. I don't know where the line is between like uh, like uh, sexual assault and assault that is sexy. Like that's <laughs> not a thing you ever want to screw up. Because um, she, she did this thing, and I think other women do it too sometimes, where they say, they'll say, don't stop, but it's unclear uh, which one. Because uh, there's two, if you, if you listen. There's definitely two. Because there's a, 
as they're doing all right, is like, don't stop. And then if uh, you're not, it's like, uh, don't uh, stop. And <laughs> anything in between where it's like, don't stop. It's like, what did that mean? I can't hear punctuation. Um, and then I run away. And she's like, running away is not near the clitoris. And I'm like, oh, I know. Uh, and she turned around on me. All right, and she's like, well, uh, what do you want then? And I was like, sex with you? Um, and she wanted more than that. She wanted to know who I was inside. And I was like, gross. I don't, I don't want to know that. I don't want to take a journey inside myself, or, uh, not in my butt. Um, and I had to go and like figure out what I was. Uh, and what I figured out, I've talked to you guys for like seven minutes. I can tell you and this brand new guy what I'm aroused by. Um, and the radio. I, I don't know what's happening. Uh, what I, when I had uh, most aroused by, I had discovered, uh, and I'm not uh, proud of it, is uh, I want to pick a lady up, uh, lean her against a wall, and try to make love to her there because uh, I'm very turned on by the idea that I might be strong. Um, <laughs> it's very arousing to mostly just me, it turns out, because I did try it. Um, I, I, you know, I had fun the whole time. I was like, yeah, look at those hot legs of mine. I'm so powerful. Um, and then, uh, you know, we, my ex-girlfriend was great. We kept doing that position until I could do three sets of 10. Um, and then I moved up to a heavier girlfriend. So, all right, that's all for me. Thank you guys very much. Back to your host, everybody. Keep it going for Tom Dunlap, yay! Opening the show up in the best way possible. Sex jokes up against a wall. Uh, good times, fun stuff. Your next comedian, uh, very funny man. I'm glad that he is here and has joined us. And he is coming up right now to entertain the crap out of you guys. Clap wildly for Yuri Mikulevsky. I love, I love to be surprised and I come up. Uh, hello, how's it going? How's, how things going? Um, well, I just walked a man in <laughs> 13 seconds of my set. Clearly a homophobe. <laughs> Close the door, you bigot. I got it. I got it. <laughs> Thanks, sir. Can you guys tell? Is this, uh, like, if I hadn't just mentioned, would you be able to tell that this is, this is a gay man? What, what do you want me to do? I don't know. <laughs> I'm I'm trying. I'm trying to be as gay as I can. All my female friends are telling me, Yuri, you don't talk gay enough. You don't dress gay enough. You don't walk gay enough. You don't put enough penises into your digestive system. <laughs> See, the problem with anal sex... <laughs> ...is that you have to fight against the current. And I don't know about you, but my, <laughs> my current has a lot of pain receptors. Okay, now I've made you guys feel sorry for me. All right. All right. Come on in, come on in, come on in. 
All right, I'll switch into sassy gay mode. All right. <laughs> hey guys, how's it going? <laughs> what's going on? Hey, yeah. Uh, what's up, girl? How you doing? This your boy? He's cute. <laughs> no? Well, he should be. Hey, baby, what's going on? How's it going? Is this is this good? Is this good for you guys? It's what what if I stand? What if I cock my hip a little bit like this? Is this good? <laughs> This, does this accurately demonstrate that I sometimes sleep with members of the same sex? Is, that's the, is this, has this, is this, 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 has this, Selena Gomez. <laughs> I think I have trouble expressing my sexuality because there, there are two parts of my personality that are like dueling with each other. There's the gay part and then there's the Russian part. And um, as the CNN headline says, uh, Russian beats gay. You know, honestly, the worst part of being gay, it's not the homophobia, not the anal sex, it's, it's the taste of cum. <laughs> ladies, where are my ladies at? <laughs> terrible, no? Atrocious, <laughs> it's so terrible, my God, oh my God. How, the first time I gave a guy a blowjob, I spit it out in a trash can. And he said, you're, you're not supposed to do that. And I said, oh, I'm sorry. I couldn't find the compost. <laughs> Someone asked me, uh, what does what it taste like? And I said, it's a cruel combination of oyster juice and zinc lozenges. I think like every time I go down on a guy, I have to give a little pep talk to my taste buds. <laughs> Say, all right team, fellas, little buddies. <laughs> this is not gonna taste good. 
But if you don't make a big deal about it, I promise you, first thing in the morning, I'll get you a chocolate croissant. <laughs> like a fancy one. Well then, what do you want? The hell am I gonna find you key lime pie? <laughs> a Trader Joe's? Oh, in the frozen aisle. All right, all right, fine, fine, fine. He's making the face. Brace yourselves. love it when you save up for me. <laughs> All right. Let's keep on pushing. <laughs> You're only allowed to do that because you look like Tom Hardy. So I read an article uh, that said that in Nazi Germany, there were, there were concentration camps for the Jews, and then there were separate concentration camps for homosexuals, which I didn't know. But it got me thinking, like, if I were alive then as a gay Jew, which one would I go to? Not that they'd give me the option, though that does seem like the least they could do. <laughs> and I think I decided that um, I'd rather go with the homosexuals. Because if I'm going to die anyway, why not do it with some naked Germans in a group shower? <laughs> Can you imagine what they'd find after the fact? What are they doing? Why are they arranged in a circle? <laughs> what do you know? Oh! <laughs> Oyster and zinc lozenge. <laughs> How did the Germans know I've always wanted to be buried under a pile of impossibly thin men? <laughs> Pam, like you, I'm a sucker for high cheekbones. <laughs> That's how I'm going to end it. Thank you very much. Awesome set from Yuri Mikulevsky. Funniest Holocaust jokes I've ever heard. I really, they're, they're few and far between. Uh, you know, say what you will about Hitler, you guys, but he was really good at population control.
And uh, there's too many people on the earth right now. But there's just the right amount of people in here. So don't worry, we won't turn the gas on for you guys. We don't have that kind of technology here. We're, we just got the lights and it's exciting. All right, your next comedian, she is a wonderful person. She runs a show here on Sunday nights from six to eight called Diversity Training. And she's a very funny lady. You guys are gonna enjoy her jokes ever so much. Clap wildly for Trina Roderick. Thank you, thank you. I'm uh, I'm 46 and uh, getting old sucks. People don't treat me the same as they used to treat me. You know what I mean? Like before, when I sneezed, they would tell me, you know, gazuntite, the polite thing. Now they tell me, oh my God, you just peed your pants. <laughs> Which. And uh, as most of you probably don't know about me, I have really short hair. <laughs> and uh, people make assumptions about you when you have short hair. You know, like uh, I, I started um, getting my hair cut by a new person. And twice now, without me asking for it, she's given me a rat tail. <laughs> and I was like, hold on a minute. This bitch thinks I have a cat. <laughs> what? I mean, you know, you're 46, you're single, you don't have any kids, people will tell you to your face, you should get a cat. <laughs> so, cats are cool. They're like dogs, sort of. Um, I heard dogs like wait at the door for their owner to get home. Um, my cat waits at the door waiting for me to leave, <laughs> looking at me like, don't you have any friends? <laughs> you don't have to have a dog to go to the park, you know? But she's cool. Um, she plays catch. Um, so I throw the ball and then uh, it goes right by her and then I go get the ball and then I throw it and it goes right by her again. And then um, sometimes she goes for it but if I don't throw it well enough, she's like, uh, I can't, that's not, I'm not gonna. So I, uh, so I put the little toy mouse like right on her paw so to kind of get her so she knows what's going on, you know, but um, so I guess it's not really catch so much as it's uh, her Helen Keller impersonation. <laughs> it's really, but um, her newest thing is that, um, she, I think she thinks she's a panda. She's black and white, and she has these big black circles around her eyes. So I think she thinks she's a panda, right? Because she'll be walking around, um, back off, I'm, I'm an endangered species, right? And I'm like, dude, dial it down. You're just mad because I told the vet you're a Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> right? Like, she walks around giving me these, like, panda lectures, She's like, okay, in the wild, pandas give birth to twins 50% of the time, and then they choose the stronger of the two and raise that one. So um, pandas are really good at making Sophie's choices. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, why are you telling me that? She's like, well, I just wanted you to know you're my best friend. If it ever comes down to it, like I have to choose between you and pretty much anybody else, 
I'm choosing the other person. Because you suck. I do. I did tell the vet she's a Jehovah's Witness. You know, I, mean, I can see why she's still kind of pissed off about that. I'm like, try and get that surgery now while I've got you in there overnight. I don't think so. <laughs> but um, how much more time do I have? Um, six minutes. Okay. I, uh, <laughs> is that funny? <laughs> I know. I know. I was like... <laughs> Five, that would have been funnier than six, though. So I'm um, anyway, I'm just, I'm processing something that happened over the holidays. Maybe you guys can help me out. Like, I, 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 I'm still kind of dealing with the trauma of it. I, um, it started like all impulse control issues start. Like, I was watching TV at my parents' house. And I don't, they can afford cable. I can't. And I forgot those commercials. Like they just, like they, like they pummel you with the same commercial over and over. I totally forgot about that. There was this commercial for this roto clipper, right? And they had the, the, the line drawing of the roto clipper just like buzzing this chipped nail. It looked so beautiful. And you guys don't understand, like for chicks, like our nails, right? Like our nails, that's like your statement to the world. That's like your, that's like a pinky ring on an aristocrat. You know what I mean? Like that says to the, right? So I was like, you know, if I had that, I just knew like after the 10th commercial, I was like, if I had that roto clipper, my nails would be pimping, <laughs> right? Like I could show those bitches. <laughs> I could show all those bitches if I had this roto clipper. So I, uh, I'm not going to just like throw money just because they're flashing a number at the screen. No, hell no. I'm no fool. Not stupid. I'm going to go down to the Bed Bath & Beyond and check that shit out on the ASEAN TV section before I spend money on a roto clipper. So I went down to the Bed Bath & Beyond. But it was like right before closing th on the 26th. So it looked like 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 zombie apocalypse in there, right? So I was wandering around in a daze because I had no idea there was so much Star Wars kitsch out now. Do we need? Like I was like, oh my God, why is the Death Star laying down such a big carbon footprint? I'm trying to... <laughs> keep it low and freaking you could have you could literally have every single thing in your house like a star wars shower head <laughs> like you need a, a, a r2d2 shower head like you could have every single thing in your whole like the pillow like the sheets and and towels that's just standard now star wars <laughs> sheets and towels like that's year round you don't even have to have a movie out for that so I got lost. I couldn't find the as seen on TV section and I ended up in the bath section, right? And there it was. There was this like random roto clipper just sitting there. And just as I was telling myself, right? Like this is a Christmas miracle. There was this guy standing there with these like really crazy eyes, like crazy, crazy eyes. And I was like, oh my God, like I'm just trying to have pimp and nails so I can show those bitches. Like I'm not trying to decide between rape and a roto clipper. So I grabbed the, the roto clipper, like I hauled ass to the checkout. And I was like, oh my God, dude, oh my God, oh my God, oh God. In the bath section, there's a C-3PO beach towel that scared the fuck out of me. Dude, like, what the hell?
That's all I'm trying to do. Get that roto clipper. So I guess the point to that story is that um, my nails are pippin, bitches. <laughs> bitches. I showed all you bitches. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm early, I know, but that's it. Thank you so much. Trina Roderick, everybody. Listen to her show on Sunday nights, Diversity Training, where she takes disparate people and makes them play diversity games. <laughs> so you'll get to see, it'll be, you'll get to listen to a lot of fun stuff. All right. If there, there, are, there are some seats in here, I know it's in the weird section, but if people are standing and they want to do that, that's cool too. But they're not standing, so everything is fine. All right. Uh, your next comedian, uh, we are very happy that he's with us now, but sadly he's going to leave us and go to upstate New York, which is going to make me very, very sad. It's going to make me a very sad human being. Uh, but he's with us now, and we're excited about it. You guys clap like you've never clapped before for Tommy McGuire. And thank you for the beers. He's the one who bought the beers for you guys. I'm a pro. I get it. I know which mic to grab. How's everybody doing? Yeah? Look at this packed house at Pam. I mean, shout out to you because I'm leaving soon. I'm not going to... Much love to this woman. She drives herself crazy fucking putting this shit together, getting wasted with us every Friday night. It's fucking great. All you non-comics are here. Thank you very much. On with the fucking jokes. So, um, by round of applause, and be truthful, a round of applause, who else here has been brutally assaulted at a Vanilla Ice concert? <laughs> I said round of applause, not laughter. Excuse me. I'm a victim here. Mm-hmm. I said, by round of applause, who here has also been a victim of assault at a Vanilla Ice concert? I think, thanks for showing up, but stop fucking lying, guys. I'm the only one? Really, I'm the, I'm the only asshole here, you fucking liars. Bullshit. I'm not going to get into this story, but it fucking happened. Because it does. That's what happens. Then. That's what you get when you go to a Vanilla Ice concert, right? It's in a just world. Um... <laughs> I get a lot of uh, comics coming up to me when I do a, a set somewhere or whatever, and they're always asking me for coke. I don't know if it's my fucking luscious cheekbones, <laughs> but they're always asking me for coke, and I fucking hate coke. Get the fuck out of here. I didn't get it, and they're always like, dude, you, you always jump in the fucking bathroom for like three, four minutes, and you just come out all jazzed, you know? It's like, cocaine, have you never tried rap music before? Seriously? You sad bastards go to the fucking Smiths when you're nervous or whatever. You need some mystical in your life. I'm, that's a thinker. That's what I'm hoping because you're not laughing. Cause that's fu but it's fucking true. <laughs> your rent's due. You're broke. You're a piece of shit white kid from fucking upstate New York fucking barely uh, surviving here in SF. Listen to mystical. Okay? Fuck the Smiths. <laughs> Jesus. Seriously, it's just sad bastards listening to sad bastard music feeling sadder about how sad they are. Fuck out of here. Wu-Tang for life. <laughs> God damn. And I know what you're thinking. Look at this confused-ass white boy up here using slang, sagging his pants, his fucking wigger. Hey, that's our word, okay? I don't, that's our word. Huckleberry Finn motherfucker. So I've decided to do something about it because I am tired of black men and black women looking at me like 
my uncle looks at black men and women. <laughs> or like how, you know, Korean grocers look at black women. Owen! How you doing, sir? All right. I love you, buddy. Where was I? I'm tired of black people looking at me like Korean grocers look at black people. It's unfair. It's not right. I'm tired of black people looking at me like I look at adults on scooters. <laughs> Fucking epidemics needs to stop. You're grown. You can afford a car. Why do you have a helmet? You're going two miles an hour. So I'm doing something about it, y'all. I have organized the first ever meeting of the Wigger Defense League. The Jews have theirs, we've got ours. And most of us are Jews, I'm not, but just saying, Michael Rappaport, yes. <laughs> Unfailable Wigger, best dude. And at the first meeting, the first inaugural, all right, just get to it. The first thing we're gonna do is be comfortable on stage. <laughs> First thing we're gonna do is we need to change the name, guys, because I don't care what you call us, just anything that doesn't end in I-G-G-E-R would be great. <laughs> That'd be really neat, guys. That'd be really nice. The second thing we're gonna do is probably like take way too long talking about our dank nugs and shatter and fucking, you know, brah, and like our glass pieces and vapes, you know. <laughs> fucking wiggers. We're not smart, but we're good people. <laughs> and the third and most fucking important, most vital issue facing the wiggers of America and world are out. We're cutting all ties with juggalos once and fucking for all. <laughs> you white people with dreadlocks, mother and fucking son of a bitch. You're why black women don't respect me. <laughs> they just lump me in with those fucking goddamn, I almost said something really racist. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't make, anyways. Look out y'all. We got a fucking half-white president now coming for you, okay? <laughs> Made sense, right? Fuck, what am I doing? <laughs> what am I doing in my life, Pam? Why'd I do this? Why did you blow smoke up my ass for six months when I started doing this and now look at me? Fuck it, I love it. I get to talk, you get to shut the fuck up and listen to me talk. <clears throat> That's a good fucking feeling. You guys don't get that, do you? Anyways, again with more race jokes. The black people I grew up around, like, there's two taboos in the, in the black community that I grew up around. Uh, one was, like, they didn't talk about masturbation. Like, nobody jerked off. Like, no, I ain't, oh, dude, you, you don't talk about it. It's a thing. It really is. At least around the black people I grew up with. And the other thing was, they never admitted to eating pussy. No, I don't do that shit, bro. No, that ain't me. Would you stop giving me more privileges? I'm a straight white male in America. I know my privilege. I try to keep them in check, but you're still you're throwing more. I love eating pussy. I have a face-sitting fetish. It's my only fetish. And if you don't know what face-sitting is, it is when a girl sits on your face, and in best-case scenario, either you come or I die. I literally drown in a pussy. Either way, win-win. That's the best way to die in the world. Just fucking, oh, love it. Oh, you love eating pussy, guys. Um, people say you shouldn't judge books by their cover. That's fucking wrong. <laughs> They're fucking books. What are you supposed to judge them on? Their fucking actions and their fucking what they've done for society. Get the fuck out of here. That's why you have a cover. They would just be blank. It's a cool joke, right? Now, I am, like uh, Pam said, I am moving back to New York. 
I know, and it, you know, the big, my biggest regret is this little comedy thing I started here about a year and a half ago, and I kind of had my foot in the door, and I'm really enjoying it, seeing it in, in the community, and very supportive, and it's all awesome. I've wanted to do this for years, and I uh, thank you very much, but I can't wait to do comedy in Albany, like around like really stupid people. <laughs> Like, you guys are too smart for a lot of these jokes. That's why you're not laughing. Those fucking idiots eat this shit up, man. It's fucking awesome. If you don't know what upstate New York is like, like, picture me, but even dumber. <laughs> like, and less teeth. I'm, I'm working with what I got, and I'm like a fucking, I don't have any DUIs in my, f and I'm like the only one in my family. Like, I'm just like, how did you do that? And he's like, I'm not an asshole. Fucking, I learned my lesson when Uncle Mike killed two people, you know? <laughs> why are you laughing? He did that. No, fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck that piece of shit. I was being driven from Albany to New, New Jersey Airport, and my mom wanted to uh, stop by to see my Uncle Mike. That's no problem in a normal family, but in my family, that means going to the bridge he lived under a year ago and asking around. <laughs> Have you seen Mike Cahill? Have you seen Mike Cahill? Fucking, yeah, he has like four teeth, eight kids. Anything? No? Oh. No, that's a bad, that was her plan. Like, I love my mom, but she's fucking retarded. Like, she, she, I, it, it's all out of like, the kindness of her heart. Like, she wanted to go see Uncle Mike and just check in and whatever, and he's like, he's still alive somehow. Oh, he's fucking cracked. He's a piece of shit. But she want, mom, like, she's, mm, I don't know. Have you guys seen uh, that, that, that new TV show, Baskets, with Zach Galifianakis? Never mind. Moving on. It's too new, but no, well, Louis Anderson, you know Louis Anderson, big fat Louis, fucking awesome guy, he plays the mom, and he's literally, he ripped off my mom's whole act. It's fucked up. But anyways, you have to see that, go, and then when you see it later tomorrow or whatever, you can laugh and giggle, like, huh, and then Tommy's mom's cute. Um, it's all right. All right. Jokes are done, confession time. How, how much time I got, like two? I'm probably going to go short, that's fine. Let's just continue this conversation. Fuck all these guys. So how you doing, Pam? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm doing all right. I've, I've had a great day. I found a $100 bill on the ground today. Yeah. It's fucking dope. I was literally, I was in Foot Locker looking at shoes I can't afford. And I love sneakers. I was just like, ah, oh, I, I, could, I could do it, but I'd bounce my rent check. And I was like, ah, whatever. I literally walked out the mall. Went and was, Holy shit. Yeah, I won today. This set might suck, but fuck off. I'm $100 richer. That's why I bought that beer. Anyways. <laughs> So, uh, originally from upstate New York, and, you know, I've always loved smoking weed, big, big fan of weed, uh, but we had beasters, like, kind of, eh, weed, and it was, like, mids, and you had to pay, like, 70 for an eighth for, like, good shit from Vermont or whatever, uh, and I moved here, and that shit, like, I love smoking weed, and now I only just kind of like it, because it's just so fucking, you <laughs> just, it's crack, it's fucking crazy, and, yeah, I continue to smoke it, and it just fucking has turned me retarded, like, do you, <laughs> I'm doing this. Like, I thought this was a good idea. You know? And I keep doing this for a year and a half. This is fucking stupid. But, like, the weed is so fucking gnarly, man. I can't... I forget names. I for, I, like, have, have you ever forgot that you sucked a dick before? <laughs> I did. <laughs> not a joke. That happened. I, not only did I suck a dick as a heterosexual male, I forgot about it. Fucking this weed, this shatter shit is wild. <laughs> I like how you guys laugh at just the, how I say words and not necessarily the words I say. That's great though. I'll take any laugh I can I can get. But yeah, that shit happened, man. And 
as bad as it is for like a straight acting heterosexual male, I don't know, I guess it's fluid now or whatever the fuck, <laughs> is like, I'm sorry ladies for ever complaining about teeth or just not doing the job because I'm really bad at it. <laughs> There's certain things you don't know about yourself until you try it, like stand up. <laughs> sorry Yuri, I'm bad at sucking dick. And I would call it a blowjob, but you finish jobs, you know? I just, oh, you missed the whole, I, wa I wanted that joke just for you. <laughs> but it was, it was just this, this soft meat in my mouth. Like, ah, what am I doing? I don't know what I'm doing. I'm sorry. And I only did it because I'm a gentleman. You know what I mean? Like I, went, I was fucking, it was, I was on cocaine. And Craigslist is a thing that you can just fucking, I want to get my dick sucked. I go get, get your dick sucked in a Castro. And it happened. It was a glory hole. It's fucking awesome. Until I was like, all right, I'm a gentleman. Come on, bud. You know, I'm walking. And uh, I just felt so bad. <laughs> I just felt so bad for the dude. And like, my, I don't know what I'm doing, man. Like, first time. But like, I'm trying to be, uh, my dad raised me right. Okay? If a dude sucks your dick, you suck his back. Or at least try to. Okay? But yeah, that, that sucked having to call my dad the next day and apologize for doing that. He's just a classic man. He's he's cool with gays now, but like, uh, he just you know he didn't know he had a son that sucked a dick before. Or I, I didn't suck a dick. I just had a dick in my mouth before. That's pretty much what it was. But yeah. <laughs> Actually, you know what's worse than forgetting you sucked a dick before? Remembering you sucked a dick before. <laughs> That will fuck your whole day up. Like, I was just cool, you know, like, fucking, I love homos. They throw great parties. Halloween's dope and all that shit. Like, oh, you had a dick in your mouth. Oh, shit. I thought I was a pimp. Fuck. That'll fuck your day up, man. Try it. Each one of you. I'm serious. Like, just, hey, you know what I mean? Fucking, you really, you want to vote for gay marriage and all that? No, put a penis in your mouth. Fucking put your money where your mouth is or something. There's a joke I need to write there, but still, all right? Do that shit. You fucking homophobic pieces of shit. That's a great way to end this set. But thank you, everybody, for coming out. Thank you, Pam. Tommy McGuire. That's my time. Keep it going for Tommy McGuire. Yes. I, I believe when you have a flaccid dick in your mouth, it's called a bubblegum garbage party. I think that's actually the technical term for a flaccid dick in your mouth. It's bubblegum garbage party for everyone. Fun times. That's a show at Piano Fight. You guys should go see a little plug for Thomas Bridgman there on the Pamtastic Comedy Clubhouse. Wow, Full House. This is great. Uh, full House for your next comedian. She is such a funny lady. Came all the way from Oakland to make you guys laugh. Really, uh, one of my favorite people in Barrier comedy. Clap, slap your meat paws together for Nicole Love. Hello, hello good people, hello. This is uh, uh, the best circumstances under which we could be meeting, best possible uh, circumstances. Um, uh, because I'm a horrible conversationalist, um, so it's best for, for you know, me to just you know, do the talking <laughs> right now. And then you can come up to me later or something and go, you know, that was, that was something. Uh, <laughs> Uh, no, uh, um, Jack Hanna, 
zoologist, he, he actually uh, compared my conversational style to a, uh, a duck's vagina. Um, a duck, the, well, the, the entire reproductive system of the female duck, I think. Um, you just, you know, go in there uh, trying to fertilize for friendship. But there's a lot of dead ends. Just a lot of dead ends. It's like a maze in there. Get familiar. It's a, it's a very uh, it's a very complicated reproductive system those ducks have. Uh, yeah, yeah. So yes, as Pam said, I I am from Oakland. I do live in Oakland. Um, I I live off of International Boulevard, um, and that is the hostel. Um, that's a, a technical term. Yeah, you, this guy, he's, he's uh, uh, nodding w uh, with enthusiasm. He knows, he knows what I'm talking about. The hostel. Yes, that's where the prostitutes do their walking, their main headquarters. The prostitution, yeah. Yeah, yeah no one knows. <laughs> I'm so sure. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> sure. <laughs> No. Um, yes, no, that is, that, that's where I live. And I couldn't be happier with my proximity to the hostel, because <laughs> no matter what I'm wearing, I, I will be mistaken for a prostitute. Uh, doesn't matter. Footy pajamas, hazmat suit, <laughs> overalls. <laughs> There's something for everyone, guys. No, but, uh, you know, sometimes I just need that kind of attention, you know? I just need to know I'm worth paying for is all. <laughs> that's all. That's all. Fifteen minutes at an international bus stop can do that for you guys. It can. It can do that, but it's not all fun and games in Oakland. All right, I was mugged recently. Boo. Yeah, Pam, you know what I'm talking about. It's bullshit. It's a violation, huh? This guy, he ran up behind me and he grabbed my bag and we got into a tug of war for the bag and he, he was hitting me over my head repeatedly and yelling, bitch, bitch, give me the bag, give me the bag. I, I felt moisture dripping down my neck, and I, I smelled vinegar um, because he was hitting me over the head with a giant pickle, um, <laughs> an artisan pickle, I believe. Was, you know, on those big pickles and the neon green liquid, and you don't know how long they've been there, who's buying those things, or who's the last person to stick their hand in there. I was robbed at pickle point, people. <laughs> I was pickle whipped. Anything can be a weapon. The ultimate insult to injury. I'm an observer, guys. I walk around these streets and I see lots of things, you know? I see a guy wearing Jordans on a construction site and I think, no, that's not safe. No, that's not safe at all see a man walking around with a Christmas cookie tin strapped to his head. What does he know that I don't? <laughs> what does he know? So many things. Uh, I like to look at trash. I think you can learn a lot about a neighborhood by its trash. Uh, uh, in West Oakland, I learned all about the dietary uh, needs of the, the community. A lot of trash, uh, a lot of, uh, yeah, a lot of, uh, candy wrappers, chips, Chinese food with just the vegetables left in the... <laughs> <laughs> you pick around that shit too, don't lie. 
No, but I was walking around uh, I, and all summer I saw people, you know about these hoverboards, these two wheelie self-balancing hoverboards, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Strong opinions about that. A lot of ichs in the audience, I heard that, yeah. No, but all summer I saw people riding around on these things, only black people. Only black people. There was no, yes, no other, other race of people riding around on these things all summer. I was like, what the hell is this? This is the oddest reparations project <laughs> I have ever seen. All right. C from casinos all the way down to hoverboards. America has a weird way of saying sorry. <laughs> it is odd. But then Christmas rolls around. Now everyone wants to get in on the act, huh? Everyone wants a hoverboard. And just before they could buy one, the batteries started exploding, <laughs> lighting the hoverboard on fire. So now I see what was really going on. <laughs> this was the Tuskegee experiment <laughs> of hoverboard technology. Shame on you. Shame on you, people. I, uh, I was uh, walking around Target uh, today. Uh, I, uh, I was in the toy aisle, re-upping on my Play-Doh, and I just saw a sea of dolls. There was just dolls everywhere. Aisles, two aisles, three aisles. Aisles full of dolls. Dolls everywhere, and they all had something in common. They all had this the, the, this mouth. They all had the same mouth. It was like, just, just like, <laughs> you know, like a, a nipple-ready, suck-face mouth. And it didn't matter whether they were like one of those baby dolls that was made to suck, you know, that, that comes with a bottle and is <laughs> designed to suck. <laughs> or if it was one of those cool adolescence brat dolls, you know, just with their purple lipstick, just giving tood. You know, they just all had that same mouth. Uh, and then I, I got to an old standard, I saw Barbie. And I noticed that Barbie's body has changed again. Yes, it's a trick Mattel plays on us every 17 years. You know, just like add five strategic pounds onto Barbie, <laughs> pick a spot, make her head more relatably bigger, I guess. Uh, <laughs> ethnic noses, mix up the skin tones. You know, make her knees bend. <laughs> like we don't know what that's about. <laughs> Ride a bike my ass. Huh? <laughs> that Barbie ain't getting very far, huh? No, but they have to do this. They have to do this. They have to keep changing it up because hatred of Barbie is at an all-time high. It's at an all-time high. As people, as women of my generation become aunts and mothers, we just don't want to buy these things anymore um, because we know that Barbie is very damaging to the self-esteem and body image of women transitioning into their 30s. I have... <laughs> personally never hated Barbie more than I do right now. But I saw a guy, he made a Kickstarter campaign to make like a natural Barbie, make a natural Barbie, and uh, what it is is it's a, a doll. Ah, come in, join us. It's a doll with a, um, the, the, the body of like a, um, a softball player, 
or a golfer, you know, just a very sturdy body. Very sure you can't knock that over, no. And uh, you, you, she has stickers that you can add onto her to make her more realistic. You know, stickers of like um, um, scars and bruises and acne, cellulite, <laughs> all that good stuff. I'm like, okay, I get it. Women are gross. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh. But you know, I like that idea, but uh, you know, we just need more. You gotta push it. We really need Barbies that represent everyone, everything. Like a, a morbidly obese hoarder Barbie. <laughs> or a Filipina nurse here to fill the shortage. Barbie, they're heroes, you know? Or make a new Ken, make a, you know, an off-duty drag queen named Philip all dressed up for his birthday dinner, you know? Have a day, like really push the boundaries, yeah? This guy, he made this Kickstarter Barbie because he wanted to show little girls that reality can be fun, um, which couldn't be further from the truth. Right? The reality is not fun. The reality is that all little girls do with Barbie is change her outfits and make her fuck things. And that should be enough of a life lesson right there. Everything you need to know about the future, they're in a Barbie. <laughs> you can at least get it out of your system, right? <laughs> Barbie can sled it up for you. Uh, I don't know. Um, I work in an office um, with, with uh, three other ladies. We're all trapped in an office together. It's a, a hormonal cave. Um, of passive aggression, it's great. And um, I, I hear, I do a lot of eavesdropping um, in my time in the office. I don't like to have my own conversations. I just like to overhear others' conversations, and it's great. Um, I have one coworker who is uh, very into, very into Jesus, very into uh, her spirituality. She doesn't make it to church on Sunday hangovers. So, um, but it doesn't matter because any time is a great time to spread the word of the Lord, right? Like, <laughs> general conversation, business phone calls, do it up, right? You know, um, and I'll just hear her on the phone um, saying, uh, uh, you make that check out to Curtis and Company. That C as in Christ, U as in Eucharist, R as in resurrection, T as in testimony, I as in Isaac, son of Jacob, and S as in sin. <laughs> now what? Eucharist is spelled with an E. <laughs> That's stupid. And it is. It's Latin. That's Latin. I love telling that joke because I, I just see the faces of everyone who thinks I don't know how to spell Eucharist. It's a really, it's a really big test for me because my greatest fear in life is like people thinking I'm stupid. And for like 15 seconds, I have to make you all believe I don't know how to spell. <laughs> it's really <laughs> a great test for me. <laughs> great test. Oh man. Um, I'm a mixed race person. Um, I'm, I'm black and white, and um, uh, um, 
I hear a lot of ignorant things as as a result of that. Um, uh, people tell me I can only celebrate half of Black History Month. Uh, I don't know why so many white people have an opinion about that, but there it is on Facebook every February. <laughs> Jealous. Uh, no, but I was out with a friend of mine, and um, I, I <laughs> we were out, and this guy was talking to her, and I was just minding my business. And at a certain point, I felt the conversation drift into my direction. And my friend tapped me on the shoulder and said, uh, come talk to this dude. He's trying to figure you out. Alarms went off, but uh, <laughs> but I allowed it. I allowed it. Um, uh, the first thing he said to me was, "Why are you not talking? Why are you just standing there thinking?" Yeah. He obviously did not appreciate my contemplative nature. Um, I think uh, my face was putting him off. I, I think because I have I have freckles all over my face, and it's like a welcome mat. And so I have to do something to keep people at bay. I saw so I have a mean mug on my face all the time. Uh, some people call that a resting bitch face. I call it a lesbian grin, <laughs> or a Nazi smirk, you know, just something to let people know I, I'm not to be fucked with, right? Uh, but it didn't deter this guy. The next thing he said to me was, I don't trust you. I don't trust light-skinned people. Ouch. I was hurt and offended and very confused because we were at a Drake concert. <laughs> and, uh, my friend's an albino, so I didn't know why I was getting all the bullshit, you know? But uh, he ended up getting my friend's phone number, so I guess he won, right? But I, I got my ex-boyfriend to beat him up in the parking lot, right? Cause <laughs> I'm friends with all my exes. I, uh, uh, you know, just call them up, put them to work. Think about it, ladies. Good politics, you know? <laughs> And that's why you cannot trust light-skinned people, all right, because you never know how black they are until it's too late and you're <laughs> bleeding in the parking lot of a Drake concert. Thank you, guys. Nicole Love, yes! And you, you didn't even use the term high yellow, which I think is sort of racist, but I think that's what... My ex-husband was, uh, was a white black, and they used to call him high yellow. So I get to say that because he taught me. Everyone's like, you're a racist. I'm like, no, no, really. I was married to a black guy for 13 years. All right. Your next comedian, I'm really excited that he's here. He's uh, one of the funniest people that I know, and it's very exciting. You're looking at... I'm going to tell you who it is right now, sweetheart. We got it going on. Yeah, he's... He's a really funny guy, and you guys are going to laugh wildly at his jokes. Put your hands together. It's Zach Chapeloni. Hey, what's up, everyone? I was going to say guys, and I'm like, you know what? That's just not a good term anymore. Everyone. Guys are the worst. Ugh, can we talk about it? I don't know. I don't have any material for that. I'm sorry. Um, interesting night. Some interesting stories. I don't know how I'm going to follow this. I did not do that. I don't know if that guy's still here, but he re remembered that he sucked a dick after forgetting it for a long time. <laughs> Holy shit. I'm like, I'm glad I'm not next because none of my stories are that interesting. 
Like, no news has ever fallen on my memory like, fuck. That's a different life I lived that I didn't remember. Um, my life is kind of worth remembering. I don't know. I work at a teriyaki joint, and I'm 30, and I'm a cashier. So it's all right, laugh. I mean, just laugh it up now. Or, yeah, thank you, please. It makes it all better. All my friends that are this age are all in tech, and they make a lot of money. And I don't really know... Like, I'll never do that. I'll never do that as a job. And they're all, it's very awkward if they come into my work and they're like, Zach, dude, how's comedy going? And I'm like, it's great. Do you want a soda or no? Because I can hook that up. (laughs) That's all I can hook up here. And I just had envisioned a different life for myself. I remember being uh, younger and watching the movie Minority Report. um, And and Tom Cruise would solve crimes in the future. Has anyone seen this movie? Okay, good movie, right? But he had that hologram computer. And uh, I always thought I'd be working with that technology someday. Like, fuck, when I grow up, I'm going to be like, fucking, where's that guy? You know, like, he's going to make the crime tomorrow. Let's meet him at the park or whatever. (laughs) And now it's like I have the iPad cash register and it's just like a different, you know, I'm like, do you want no onions for here to go? You know, I'm like, this, that's not what it was supposed to feel like. It's supposed to feel way different. And for some reason, any restaurant in San Francisco that's remotely ethnic, uh, you always get like a white guy that walks in that can act like he speaks every language of the world, you know? And I'm pretty sure teriyaki's from Seattle. Like, I'm 99% sure teriyaki's from Seattle. But um, once a week, a guy walks in and he's like, hey, what's going on, man? Do you mind if I try the uh, chicken tadaaki? And I'm like, excuse all of us here tonight? And he was like, yeah, teriyaki. And I'm like, dude, it is teriyaki. You're offending everyone. You need to stop talking like that. And he's like, my bad, my bad, bro, my bad. And he's like, do you guys take American Express? And I was like, don't you mean America Express? And like, he got all mad. He wasn't feeling that one. Um, I, uh, but I, you know, I, I'm not the brightest guy. Like, I kind of feel like that job is right where I'm supposed to be. Like, um, I'm not, I'm just, I'm not an intellect and I try to hang with them, but it's not for me. And I, but one thing I realized is when you go to the South and you meet someone with a a Southern accent, they could be a brain surgeon. And because of the way they talk, like you feel like, oh, you know, I could do that. You know, it's like, (laughs) dude, give me that clipboard. He's like, I said, no, you don't get no clipboard. I'm a surgeon. You know, you're like, you're a Looney Tune. Give that back. I, uh, been, I, I performed recently at a place called The Eagle. Has anyone ever uh, been there? It's a fun spot. That's a fun spot. Um, I, uh, some of you might not know what The Eagle is. It's a leather bar. Do we all know what leather bars are for those? Okay, some slow nods. Okay, cool. Everyone's on board. Um, at The Eagle, it's, it's really funny. You guys should definitely go check it out. In the daytime, maybe. Um, it's like boners painted all over the walls. And, like, ads for the DJ playing that weekend, but he's, like, butt naked and, like, holding his gigantic penis, which I'm sure was, like, a huge, like, help in his career. And uh, and then, like, they have a thing there called the Boner Book, where you go and you ask the bartender, how can I get on the Boner Book? And he takes you to the bathroom with a Polaroid. And if, you know, if your boner needs motivating, I think he's there for you for that as well. And, um, and these are all real things. The Boner Book, boners on the walls, and, like, uh, big gay men, asses chaps, you know. And then on Wednesday nights, it's comedy night. Hey, what are you into, sir? Huh? Oh, I never heard of that. Is that a Japanese word? You know, it's like a weird, different world. It's a different world. 
I, um, but it's like some of the coolest people you'll ever meet. I, uh, I was standing outside and I saw something magical happen. Uh, smoking a cigarette, talking with this gay guy. And there's something about the way his voice sounded where he could not offend anyone. It was magic to watch. We're smoking a cigarette, talking, and this crazy homeless guy comes walking by like, Meh, you know, mumbling to himself. And the gay guy turns to him and he's like, oh my God, I love your shirt. And the homeless guy's like, oh, thanks, you know, and he like keeps walking. And then the gay guy goes, where'd you get it? And he's like, <laughs> he's like, uh, found it, you know? He's like <laughs> and he looks, the homeless guy looked at me for a second with those eyes of like, from the craziness, he looked at me like, is this your boy? And I'm like, I don't know either of you, but I'm going to stick around, you know? Like, let's see, let's see how this unfolds. So the homeless guy's like, uh, found it, you know? And the gay guy stops him before he takes the next step. He's like, where? Like, I want to know your story. Tell me your story right now. I don't know if you guys are new, visiting the city, never seen a homeless person, never ask the craziest ones for their story. The ones that are already telling themselves the story are just dying to tell you the story, and it's just as crazy. And none of it makes sense, it's never real, just don't ask, you know, I mean, obviously, like, engage. Anyway, I'm moving on. Fucking be nice to homeless people, though. Uh, so, he asked this guy the story, and it's nothing, you know, lucky guess, guy's talking about nonsense. And like, 15 minutes in, he's like, so anyways, I realized the government planted a chip in my shit, so I thought I shit on my shirt, stay a step ahead, you know, camouflage. He had shit all over his shirt, and he was just explaining that, but they, it didn't really, like, sell the whole story. 20 minutes go by, and the gay guy just stops him in the middle of his rambling, he's like, oh my god, I'm so sorry, and I know you're gonna hate me but I don't want to hear you talk anymore and I need you to walk away. I'm sorry, I'm a dick. I love you. He was like, I love you, you're sweet, but I'm a dick. And the homeless guy wasn't even offended. He was just like, okay, and like walked off. And I was like, that's not how that ends. That's never how that ends, you know? You can't tell a homeless guy to shut up and leave you alone. And then like, he's like, cool. And it hit me for a moment. I just stood there and like absorbed what just happened. And then I was like, that needs to be the voice of our next president. Like that voice that can't offend anyone. It doesn't even matter what you disagree on with this, with this president. You know, like if Donald Trump was yelling at Latino reporters, like, honestly, I don't get your channel. I don't get it. I'm sorry. Go back to Univision. I think it's called like, uh, I'm building a wall. Yeah. When I'm president, I know. And you rapists and serial killers are going on that side. I'm sorry. I'm a dick. I love your food though. I love you guys. You're super cute. I'm a dick. I'd be like, I trust this guy. Like, he's honest. Might not agree on everything, you know? But he's a dick. I can get down with that. I've been trying to uh, get into shape a little bit. I went and played basketball down at the park, and it had been years. Uh, and I realized that um, you don't really need to be good at basketball when you go play with strangers at the park. But if you're good at shit talking or trash talking on the court, you get all the respect. Like even if you're not very good at basketball, it's crazy. My, my friend, amazing trash talker. So he gets fouled by some stranger and he looks the guy in the eye and he's like, hey, I ain't the one, homie. I am not the one. And he starts running back down the court. And I was like, dude, that was a crazy line you just threw at that <laughs> guy. How would you come up? And he's like, stop being weird, Zach, guard that guy. And I'm like, oh, right, defense, okay. And then he gets fouled again. Like a guy dives at his knee and the guy was like, oh, that's not a foul. And, and, and the guy like got into it with my friend and he looked my friend in the eye. He's like, don't be scared of me on this court, man. And my boy was like, uh, I fear God, homie. I fear God. And we like ran down the court and I'm like, dude, that one was terrifying. Like, give me your line. Like, where, did you buy these or look them up or? 
And he was like, just stay, say what comes to you, Zach. Guard that guy. And I'm like, all right, you, you don't know what comes to me. Like, that's what I'm thinking. He doesn't know what comes to me. What comes to me is, I'm sorry. I apologize a lot. Or if I get really mad, it's just like, what the heck, man? Or like, what the hell, man? And it's just like a weird, it doesn't intimidate, you know? And uh, it's like an honest question. And so I, it's like, what the heck, dude? And... I realized I can't come with, with apologies or what the hecks. So when I got fouled, I panicked, I stood up, and for some reason I just started saying things my mom would tell me when I was a kid, but I would make them sound tough. I was like, don't stare at the sun, dog. You're gonna get hurt doing that. And I like ran down the court and everyone was like, oh shit. And I was like, it's working? It's working. <laughs> and then I'm feeling confident. A guy like fucking dives on my knee. I look at him and I was like, finish your vegetables, dog. You wanna go outside and play? Finish your vegetables, homie. And I like ran down the court. And they're like, God damn, Zach. And by the, like, towards the end of the game, I'm like reaching, things aren't quite making sense. I'm like, hey, night, night, TV off, you and your brother go to bed, for real. It's a school night. And I like ran, and they were like. That one didn't quite sit right, you know? I was like, I said go to bed? Okay. By the end, I was completely out of phrases, like all together. I, uh, I realized my mom just didn't talk to me that much when I was a kid. And uh, I got like end of the game, I got fouled and I looked the guy in the eye, I started tearing up and I was just like, I'm leaving your father, dog. It's not your fault, it's not your fault. And I was like crying a little bit, saying it's not your fault. And then he started crying and we hugged for like an hour. We won the game and I think I helped because of that. But I meet that guy like once a week for coffee and we talk it out. He's gonna, he's gonna meet my mom next week. We're really excited about it. Pumped about that. <sighs> I miss you and dad together, you know? Shit like that. DJ feels me. <laughs> it's like DJ cuts it like, I miss when you and dad live together. You know what I always wonder is like the, the, like if you ever hear like house music or some shit where it's like the, the beat builds and then like someone says something, you know? You know, where it's like, they're calling this music. You know, like. I want, I want that job. Like, who's that guy where I get to be like, you know, there's one body found at the murder scene. Da -da and everyone's like, mm, I don't know. I don't really feel like dancing when I hear that stuff. It's tough, dude. It's a tough job. I don't know, just thinking out loud. I uh, recently proposed to my girlfriend. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, thanks. She said yes. She said, she said, I, right. <laughs> she's cool, man. She's real cool. She's like, I, right, Dan. She, uh, she's great. It's so weird though. Marriage is like such a scary step and, uh, no one really like tells you what to do. You know, like no one, like if you're going to make a bad decision, don't you want someone to tell you like, dude, what do you think? And they're like, I don't know. I mean, this might happen, you know, but like when you tell someone, Hey, I'm getting married. They're like, Oh, Oh, cool, man. You're doing that right on, man. You know? And it's like, should I not like, tell me now. They're like, nah, I mean, cool. That's fucking rad. Like picture going in for a surgery and they don't tell you the percentage of people that die from it. And you're like, so I think I'm going to get this surgery. And the doctor's like, oh, oh shit. Really? Cool. All right. And you're like, tell me no if I should. And he's like, I don't, dude. I mean, fucking live your life, man. 
It's not really for me. I don't think I would do it. <laughs> Go for it. It's scary. I, uh, I'm half uh, Moroccan. My mom is from uh, North Africa, um, but they're, they're all Arabs up there, pretty much. And, uh, but I've always told people I was African-American because like Arab was never really trendy in my lifetime. It was never what the cool kids were doing, you know? Where it's like, dude, you guys trying to go pray five times a day with Ahmed? And it's like, yeah, fucking, what number's he on? You know, it's like weird. It's, it's not cool. Number four? Oh, let's squeeze in the last prayer of the day, dude. But my mom wanted us to be American. She, uh, she only like spoke to us in English, but she like grew up in the fucking desert. Like she doesn't know a lot <laughs> and uh, I mean she's great she's my favorite person but like you know she came to, brought me to this country tried to speak to me in English not very good at it she'd always be like Zach when you go into the world always um, kill one bird with two stones you know and I'm like mom that's adorably barbaric but it's <laughs> it's kill two birds with one stone and she'd be like just make sure the birds are dead and she'd blow sand in my face and I'm like I have to clean this every time. What the fuck, dude? What the fuck? But um, I always thought I'd be the first famous Moroccan. Like, I felt like there was no rush. You know? Like, <laughs> like you know, I'll just chill back, work at a teriyaki place, be a cashier. <laughs> Someone will discover me first, you know? Uh, like, the only thing I really thought I was competing with is argon oil and shampoo. That's like the biggest thing from Morocco right now. And then out of nowhere, this rapper, French Montana, becomes like this really famous dude. And he, uh, he's like friends with Puff Daddy and he's from New York and I guess he was born in Morocco. And I'm like, damn, man, like his music, first of all, is terrible, which is one thing, like his music sucks. And, but it's also, it's also a tough position because my black friends are like, yo, you're from Morocco? French Montana's from Morocco. Yo, French Montana's tight. And I can't be like, no, he's not. That's not hip hop because I'm a white, I'm like whiter. You know what I mean? Like if you're the only white guy, you walk into a, uh, uh, like a Mexican restaurant full of Mexicans, they're all enjoying their dinner. And you're like, I'm sorry, this is not authentic food. You guys, someone know a style autentico. Come on, dude. You know, like you're automatically wrong because you're the white guy. So I have to agree, but I also like, he sucks. He's the worst because well, first of all, his first song that made him famous was called Pop That Pussy, which, sorry if you like the Beatles and you have a heart condition. You know, like, music has come a long way from I Want to Hold Your Hand to now make this body part pop, which I like to learn lyrics. I still don't know what it means. You know what I mean? Like, I know where it takes place, but if you show me before and after of a popped in and unpopped pussy, I would, like, I don't know. <laughs> I guess left, because I just panic and I, I go left. And I can never say it with a straight face. Like, forget that move, you know? Like, hey, just start popping that pussy tonight. You know, like I can never, I don't even know the tone genuinely that I would deliver it, you know? Like if someone actually asked me, it would probably go like, uh, or like, uh, what do I want to do tonight? Like, uh, just pop, <clears throat> you should like pop your, uh, pop. Let's watch House of Cards. You know what I mean? It's like a different, uh, different night for me saying that. And I get it, rappers try to come up with lingo that no, gangster ever said in the past like yeah al capone wasn't at a speakeasy going like well if the lords would have popped that pussy out of written while i was at the war you know like i don't i don't even know if he was in a war but no one said that in the prohibition era you know maybe in the prohibition era like al capone's like his neighbor's pet got in his 
property. You know, he's like, I saw that tabby cat in the garden again. I popped that pussy square in the nose. He's not coming back anytime. Bet your bottom dollar, Jack. I'm Zach Chabaloni. Thank you guys so much. Once you pop, you can't stop. Zach Chabaloni, yes. Yay. It's been a fun show thus far, yes? Everyone's having fun? Yay. We're all having fun. Yay, yay, yay. Your next comedian, she's one of uh, my favorite, another one of my favorite lady comedians. Uh, she lives on a bus. Before, but, uh, Zach, you're still here. Let me give you a little pro tip. Uh, I was married in the past, yeah. and uh, one of the only things I got from my marriage was uh, my first STD. Oh, yeah, it's sexually transmitted debt. Be, be careful there. Like, uh, make sure she's paid off her credit cards before you marry that bitch. Am I right? Found out my ex-husband had $15,000 in credit card debt. I didn't know that until we'd been married for three years. Ah! STDs all over the place. Scary. Right? I know. You just, you find that shit out. You're like, I thought that we were honest with each other. No. No. It's good. No, it's okay. Just check out our credit history before you get married. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, and your next comedian, I don't even think she has a credit card. She lives on a bus. She's living the new style, you guys. Rent is for suckers. You're going to love your next comedian so much. Clap your hands wildly for Journey Roberts. Hi. How's it going? I'm a mean person. How are you? I'm mean. Uh, I realized that recently I was listening to NPR and I realized that I am uh, pro-bullying. I'm in favor, I don't know. They had this guy on there who's a journalist and he was like all super broken up because when he was 15 some friends threw him in a lake. So he went back to his high school reunion to tell those people that he makes more money than they do. Which I'm pretty sure is why that little bitch <laughs> got his ass thrown in a lake, guys. <laughs> Fuck that guy. I don't know, like if no one had ever told you that you're boring and smell funny, you could still be walking around like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like someone took that fucking bullet for you saying, hug a bully guys, uh, but I'm an asshole, I'm an asshole. I live on a school bus, that's true. Uh, my name is Journey, I think, I think that just goes like you were gonna. <laughs> girls, girls named Journey who don't wanna go to school, you move on to a school bus, like that's. Sometimes people ask me like, are you going back to school? Like no, no bitch who moves on to a school bus is, is planning on going back to school, like that's. <laughs> You do that so you can pay no rent in San Francisco, fuck you all. Uh, that's pretty much. I'm, I'm really disappointed by people's reaction to the bus because I want, like, there was one guy who was pissed at us who would yell at me at the park, but, like, when I'm driving around, like, I want people to be a little more furious, honestly. <laughs> like, I'm a little girl. First of all, I'm driving a tank around the city. People should already be terrified. <laughs> uh, 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 that's completely sexist, but I am. Uh, <laughs> mean, mean. Uh, I realized I'm mean. I moved in with a boy. I didn't know I was mean, but you know, you learn these things when you move in with a person. Uh, I find like just just agreeing with him, I hurt his feelings. For real, like he keeps wanting to sit me down and be like, <clears throat> no, no babies, I don't want any babies. <laughs> I'm like, 
Oh, we're good, dude. <laughs> Don't sweat it. No one's trying to trap you. Uh, <laughs> like, don't worry. You're supposed to temper that, I guess. I guess other girls are going, oh, no, I was... <laughs> oh, I was so looking forward to pushing your gremlins out of my cooch. Oh, now I'm going to have to devote myself to art and music and get to Garipsa Coppola. I'm heartbroken. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. His sperm just doesn't taste special to me. I don't <laughs> I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I love the guy. I do. He's the life of the party. Everyone loves the life of the party. I'm saying just imagine that guy following you home is all... <laughs> That's all. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. The other day, I get pissed. The other day, I was just walking around the city, like, not crying. <laughs> if you had that day, you're just just walking around, just not, just not crying. Like, some days, that's just what you're pulling off is... I was, like, embarrassed for a minute. Like, what would I tell someone if they actually stopped and asked me what was wrong? And then I felt relief, because I realized I just tell them, oh, <laughs> I have a boyfriend. And they'd be... Sorry, ma'am, go on about your day. <laughs> Understood, instantaneously. Anyway, mean, mean person. Uh, anyone else have woman problems? I mean, problems with women, anyone? Anyone but me? It's just me, fucking liars, all of you. Uh, my, my problem is with the hashtag, not a feminist, girls, you know those girls? The not all, Men are rapists, girls, you know who I'm talking about? These teeny boppers with the signs on Twitter that say not all men. No, just enough, first of all. <laughs> like not 100% of men have to be a problem. Five out of 100 is shitty enough. Thank you. Uh, but I don't know, when I hear a woman say she's not a feminist, I just think, well, maybe, maybe some bitches do just belong in kitchens. I don't. <laughs> some of them, some of them do. Like, I was reading an Atlantic article I remember from a couple years ago, and, like, the new, new wave was fighting with the last wave of feminists about, like, whether or not it was okay to wear heels and shit. Like, the lipstick feminists were fighting with the second waivers. And I'm going, like, ladies, like, really? You're getting together to discuss footwear? Like, that's... <laughs> Like, that's the state of modern feminism. Saying, maybe buy your ass a rolling pin. Like, maybe. <laughs> maybe they were right about some of us. I don't know. But it's okay, because women aren't people. That's what I'm getting to. I have proof. Uh, it's dark shit, though. Are you going to go? I'll hold your hand. Will you come through the dark place with me? Because I want to talk about the dark shit. That's just, that's where my, fu again, mean person. Like, that's just where my brain goes as to the fucking ugly places. I know this is a comedy show, but uh, if women were people, I have proof. If women were people, then if Roman Polanski had drugged and ass-raped a 13-year-old person, would Johnny Depp have flown across the fucking Atlantic Ocean? See, that's not funny. Not at all. <laughs> I just lied to you. I apologize. That guy has an Oscar. It's all great. It's all great. 
Uh, Gore Vidal said he's fine. I guess he must. I guess he must be. Salman Rushdie and Mike Nichols all say that guy's fucking hell of a dude. Swell guy. Women aren't people. I can't take. How can you take a person seriously who has to like paint by number their face? before they leave the house. Like how? There's a study that people don't take women with makeup, without makeup seriously. Like I have to put a clown on my fucking head before, like how? Either way, we're all just, anyway, it's not funny. <laughs> not funny, yeah, but uh, fuck, fuck women, fuck. <laughs> fuck the not of feminism bitches. They always say like, I just don't like labels, which you know, We'll see how you feel about labels when canny season comes around. <laughs> Sweepy, darling. <laughs> see how you like that shit. I don't know. Guys, if a woman ever tells you she's not a feminist, though, like, congratulations. Like, <laughs> someone thinks much of you. They're trying to impress the fuck out of you. Uh, if I were you, I would tell her how you take her coffee. Just start there, just, maybe we can teach these bitches something. Oh, really? Like, I'd be fucking thrilled <laughs> if I were a dude and some girl told me I'm not a feminist. Hilarious, not funny. Uh, the dark places, I like the dark places. Aliens, think a lot about aliens, anyone else? Has anyone else found that rabbit hole? on the internet. I've been down there for fucking hours. It's wild. And the other day I was down there just like, you know, it is terrifying like that you wouldn't recognize their technology. They'd be above us, right? The government would try and keep it from us because they don't want to shoot each other out of panic, right? I'm down, I'm listening to this guy and then he says, and that's why Bigfoot and the whole fucking thing fell apart for me. Like I, I can give you one of those at a time. I'm down with Bigfoot, sure. Sure, holdovers from a couple thousand, why not? Why not Bigfoot? And why not people from Bleep Blorp, but not? All at once, no. Not all at once, that's all I'm saying. Uh, <clears throat> what else? Uh, so I figured money out, obviously. Live on a school bus. Uh, get paid absurd amounts of money to put furniture together. These people pay like $250 for a dresser and then they gave me, through a company that takes a bunch, but they gave me 150 bucks to put the shit together for which they could have furniture. <laughs> like I'm there screwing together particle board. These people could have bought actual furniture that they could move to the next place. Best and the brightest here in San Francisco. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I have recently decided to stop running my bank account like a game of Tetris. <laughs> that would seem to be an intelligent thing. Moved on to a school bus. Uh, I was thinking about selling artisanal toast to the bitches in Dolores Park. <laughs> Think that could make me some money? Yeah. I'll get myself a cast iron and I'll, I don't know, I'll wear whatever ridiculous fucking outfit people want me to. And I'll, and my gimmick is gonna be that I will, I will guarantee to charge people more for artisanal toast. 
than any other shit bags in the city. That is my plan. I will charge exorbitant rate. I will charge $5 for cinnamon. I will happily, but people in this city just love spending their fucking money. Which is great as far as I'm concerned. Like, that's all rich people. What else are rich people good for? Like, I, I always try and shut people up when they try and, like, decry people showing off their wealth, their ostentatious, and how it's so indignified. No, let him. Like, that's what rich people are there for. Is anyone coming with me on this? No, I'm a... <laughs> nope, it's just me. Uh, Bernie Sanders, 2016. Does anyone pay attention to this shit? Anybody? Yeah. Coin flip. Oh, she got six of them, apparently. He sucks at coin flips. Rochambeau. Rochambeau. Rock, paper, scissors. I don't know. Uh, apparently they, they caught up. All I'm saying is Hillary Clinton, like all the countries that donated to the Clinton Foundation got their arms deals through. So go ahead and vote for her. Sure, go ahead. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I'm all for pussy in the White House. Just, just not that one. That's all. We're just going to skip first woman and go right to the first Jewish guy. That's okay. It's totally fine. We have a long, long, long list of firsts to get our asses through. We can skip women for now and wait for Lizzie Warren, who, yeah, that's, there, that's, my, political, that's my political lesson for, except for private prisons. I am going to yell at you for a minute. <laughs> I'm gonna yell at you. You know what costs us here in California? Uh, what's it? It's like 60 grand a year to keep someone in private prison. 60, six zero zero. That's like twenty thousand dollars more than paying someone a fucking salary. Uh, you could just feed these fucking. Like it's so crazy. How much? I think it would cost me to keep one dude like 20 grand. <laughs> like tops. A uh, cot and fucking top ramen. Fuck that guy. 60 grand. That's people's salaries. That's so fucking crazy. So, by the way, they're, they're lying to you when they tell you crime doesn't pay. It's a fucking lie. Someone is making bank on that shit. It's just not the potheads who end up in prison. That's all. Funny, funny. Happy jokes. <laughs> But it's fine, because, you know, if you don't like the prison you're in, um, capitalism, you just, you go to the competing, right? You just move to the other. It's all the invisible hand of Ayn Rand just takes care of all the shit. It's all fine. It's all fine. $60,000. I don't know. Uh, I think a lot about porn and prostitution. Anyone else? That's more in the comedy realm, right? Porn, that's word back to dick jokes. That's comfortable. I can't, fi I can't figure this one out though. Like porn, completely legal, 100% above board. Prostitution, not at all, not once. Anybody? Like you can't pay me to fuck you, but you could pay me to fuck the guy next to you <laughs> if you film it and sell the shit on the internet. <laughs> Anybody? No sense whatsoever. Uh, I don't know. Like, what if it's? Here's where there's legal problems, right? Like, what if you what if you can't sell your porn? Is it still porn? <laughs> if you can't find distribution, is it still porn, or is it prostitution after the fact? 
Are you going to find yourself, you know, in a courtroom somewhere going, I'm sorry, sir, amateur BDSM, just, it's not in this week. I don't know what happened. A fucking ludicrous system. I don't, I don't understand at all. But I have solved, I think, if we just put, you know, those cameras they have at the end of water slides? Like, if you just put those in all brothels, shit should be legal tomorrow. I don't, I don't know. I've been here. Thanks so much. Dirty Roberts. Hilarious and political as shit. Here we are, you guys. This is the exciting point of the night. Did you know that we have a comedian all the way from Sweden? What? How many of you can point to Sweden on a map? I hope that you can. We're American. Have a good night. Thank you so much, Tom Tom Dunlap. Have a beautiful night. Lovely lady. Good times. Uh, Have fun out there in the world. Uh, But I I, uh, translated some things in Swedish. I'm actually of Danish descent, so I know about Ebelskiver, but I don't think they have those. They do a lot of high scolding. They drink this really weird, great stuff called Aquavit. Did a little research on your people. Hell yeah. I'm excited, you guys. We've got the jokes of, you could never have heard his jokes before. And I, God, I hope you do some shit in Swedish because we have no idea what that sounds like. <laughs> Put your hands together and slap them in a wild, clappy-like motion for Matthias Helvek. Hey. I've uh, been here for 24 hours. Love your city. So, uh, um, you know this feeling that you that you can get when you like um, you feel like you're the most handsome person around. <laughs> I mean, you, you you your outfit is perfect. You just feel great. You got things going on, and you get these inviting looks from people that you meet. Anyone? Yeah, I wonder what that's like. <laughs> Uh, when I got invited for this, um, uh, and Pam started to spread the event on Facebook, she translated every word from English to Swedish. Was that because she was worried that I wouldn't understand, or, <laughs> or that I would do the whole set in Swedish? Because that would be really, really weird. Um, so not only am I from Sweden, a very small country, I'm also from a small town called Hufosh. Uh, really small town. I think the total population of Hufosh is like you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a few more if we could just squeeze in some weird people. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, well, that's one uh, reason that I'm very happy to be here performing because I'm sick of performing for my family. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> no, seriously, I, 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 I co-run a, a comedy club, uh, like an hour from, from where I, I live, and uh, we have shows every Wednesday, so if you're ever in town. Uh, <laughs> no, so it was two days ago, uh, and I was off work, so I, I got on the bus uh, midday, and uh, I got only halfway, and there was uh, uh, a group of uh, middle schoolers and two teachers getting on. And uh, tho- those teachers, they, they, they were clearly very stressed because they, w- 
they just seated the kids and then they started to count them like frenetically like one two three four five so somehow they counted me too and I got to go to a museum <laughs> I was surprisingly boring actually uh, <laughs> uh, I have I've written down some cheats here uh, uh, well those kind of awkward uh, si situations they happen to me very often hello okay so I should do it in Swedish now when you listen, no? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Komiker. That's comedian. <laughs> hey. <laughs> no, awkward situations. I, I, I get into them all the time, but I never realize it before it's too late. <laughs> uh, like yesterday, we were at the grocery store, and I was at the checkout line, and I just felt someone pulling my jacket, and I turned over. There was this kid. Hi. Where do you live? And I'm a polite guy, so I say, well, I live in a place called Sweden. Where do you live? Oh, wait, I'll ask. Mom, the old man wants to know where I live. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going back there. <laughs> uh, back in Sweden, I work at a school. Um, huh? <laughs> Yeah, okay. Uh, I do, and uh, it's legal, and <laughs> everything is okay. No, no problem. Uh, and the kids, they think that I am awesome for some... Uh, it's that, that's weird. But uh, they've told me anyway that's because I do this. He works with us a day, and then he goes around all the country, and he makes people laugh for money. So none of them will ever graduate high school because <laughs> they all want to be comedians now and they're not very good. <laughs> but they want to help me uh, with my jokes. Uh, last week there was a nine-year-old boy, he came to me and he said, uh, well, I, ha I, ha I have written a joke for you. Okay, uh, thank you. Do, you. do you want to hear? No. <laughs> I, I mean, yes, yes, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Okay, uh, do you know why the divers get in the water with their backs first? No, because otherwise they will land in the boat. <laughs> That's what I have to work with. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> and just before Christmas they had, uh, I don't know if, if it's called that here, but uh, boys and girls talk with the school nurse. And they were supposed to talk about this feeling you get uh, when you're in love. And afterwards, there was a boy, he came and said, I've been in love three times. <laughs> well, I'm, 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 I'm sure of two anyway, because the third time maybe I just had to poop. <laughs> so um, it's great to be here <laughs> and not there. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Um, yes, words. I've noticed that there are uh, some Swedish words that just mean ordinary things in Sweden and that are pronounced exactly the same here. But here they're bad words. Like uh, the Swedish word for edge. You will? What's the Swedish word for edge? No, it's kant. <laughs> 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 but it's spelled with a K, so it's not. 
so I can never watch the guitarist from U2 anymore. <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, there's uh, this uh, classical instrument called the bassoon. Anyone know that? Yeah. yeah. That's called faggot. <laughs> True story. And then it got me thinking uh, about uh, uh, like band lessons in Sweden. Well, if everybody can just moisten the tip of your faggot and then just start <laughs> blowing. <laughs> you bring it home and your parents, they start complaining. Say, well, you do your homework before you can blow your faggot. <laughs> yeah. And I'm done with that now. <laughs> Anyone got kids? Applaud. No, oh, you're smart. <laughs> so because I was going to say, uh, don't, <laughs> don't, don't do it. It's not worth it. I have a daughter. Uh, <laughs> when she was born, actually, uh, I got a text from, from a fellow comedian, and uh, he, he said, hey, 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 hooray, congratulations, are you going to keep her? <laughs> I'm still not sure. <laughs> She's four and a half now. And she has this, I don't know, this attitude. She talks to me like she's 14. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well not, uh, I was on the couch in the living room, and I just, I, st I started smelling this, well, this burning smell. And I then I walked, walked in, into the kitchen, and uh, well, there she was, on the floor, <laughs> playing. And I see she has turned on the stove and the oven, uh, uh, to its max, so I just panicked. Well, you can't do that. It's dangerous. You can you can burn yourself, or you, you can even start a fire. She just stood up and <laughs> I live here too, you know. <laughs> yeah, but I can change that. <laughs> <laughs> Later that 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 night, uh, we were both on the couch. That's where I spend most of my time, uh, and. Uh, she was really tired, and then she just she starts poking my face and just just being all meh. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. And then she says, "Daddy, yes, I don't have a beard." <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Smoke more weed, seriously. <laughs> no, sorry. Thank you. Uh, but when I get older, I'll have a beard. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, only boys can uh, grow a beard. And she just looked at me and said, my mommy has a beard. <laughs> and I started to explain, no, mommy does. Yeah, she does, actually. She, she has <laughs> a tiny. <laughs> so obviously, I'm, a, I'm, I'm single. <laughs> Come on, she had a beard. <laughs> no, uh, the truth is I am uh, single because I don't know how to speak to women. Seriously, I, I don't know. I mean, even, even like this, when I'm on stage and there's uh, cute women in the audience, uh, like we don't have that problem today, but you know. Uh, <laughs> oh. 
in Sweden they always say, yeah, we know. Uh, uh, I, I'm going somewhere with this, I think. You know, this is like doing two shows at once for me because in here it's in Swedish and then I have to uh, <laughs> get out. So but it's not fun. It's not fun when I speak Swedish. What? Speak English. Speak English. I have no idea what you just said. But But I'm assuming that your caretaker is on his way. <laughs> and uh, does he have to pay or does he go in for free? <laughs> um, where was I? Women. Women. You can't talk to us. Huh? No, you were saying. <laughs> Yes, but then you started saying uh, something about <laughs> ugly bitches. I, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> no. <sighs> okay, oh, the, the punch just sucks now. Uh, I'll do it anyway. <laughs> I've given up dating. That's where I was going, because uh, last year, for Valentine's Day, I was supposed to have a date, and uh, she she had told me before, as a, uh, a few days before that I, I, I want to do something uh, original. I don't want to do any uh, movies. No, don't. Surprise me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the day after, I called her, and I said, I, I have a, a, a table uh, reservation. She got pissed off because she did not like ping pong. <laughs> so I've just given up. It's <laughs> surprised me, yes and no. Uh, let's see, what, what else, what else, what else, what else? Uh, yeah, I think I've covered pretty much everything, so I'm just going to close with one thing. I don't know if you know about it, and I don't even know what it's called, but in Sweden we have something called grästuta. It's uh, directly, uh, directly translated, it's uh, grass flute. <laughs> Anyone know about that? <laughs> no? <laughs> okay. Uh, it was something that, uh, uh, well, I did as a kid. You took a, like a wide grass straw, and then you put it between your thumbs, and then you blew it, <laughs> and that was like the most fun. I had that day. <laughs> but I I know that I've heard this noise before. But now uh, as as a uh, an adult and uh, just recently I figured out when. It was when when my ex-girlfriend farted <laughs> with a thong. <laughs> yes, end on a clo uh, on a strong joke. Thank you very much. Matthias Helvec, all the way from Sweden. Keep it clapping for him. He likes the sound of his lady's fart. That's good.
Yeah, uh, I don't think anybody likes the sound or smells of my fart because uh, they come out of a disgusting thing. Uh, my butthole kind of looks like a couple, a lot of them. Uh, looks like a lot of worms trying to escape a hungry robin. My, my butthole kind of looks like someone threw a hand grenade into a deli. It's meaty. Four, 41 years old, you guys. I got hemorrhoids. It sucks. It sucks. I haven't even had a baby and I have hemorrhoids. What's going wrong with my life, right? What have I done? Was I laughing too hard? Why does my butt feel like that? Like, why? It's so terrible. Uh, I don't even know how to deal with it anymore. I... I know that now uh, boys like you to shave all the parts, uh, and and I've tried to shave my my butthole, but it's just too fluffy. I can't get into all the folds, right? <laughs> so, like, what am I supposed to do with this situation? Uh, I, I can't wax it because that would be a bloody mess. So I've resorted to plucking my asshole. Uh, I don't know how to make a hemorrhoid look cute, but I'm gonna try. It's really scary down there. I don't like getting banged from behind by my boyfriend. I love it, but I hate it because I feel like he's constantly looking at my butthole. I'm just so embarrassed about that. Uh, does anybody else masturbate with their cat? Not like with, use their cat for masturbation, but like masturbate alongside their cat. My cat masturbates, he does. Does no one else's fixed male cat masturbate on top of them? Is that not a common thing? He gets all right up next to me and he gets like, <clears throat> he does this thing, right? <clears throat> I'm usually masturbating simultaneously, so it's a lot of fun. I feel like we're both getting off. Uh, but I, I rolled him over the other night, uh, and I saw his little pink kitty crayon come out, you know? And then, like, out of his little pink kitty crayon, there was this tiny bead of wetness, and it came out to the end. And I was like, oh, no, no. And it just went, and it dropped right on my sheets. So I smelled it. Do you guys know what cat cum smells like? It smells, it smells like nothing, actually. It doesn't smell like anything. Let your cats come all over your sheets. It's nothing. You could drink that shit. It doesn't smell or taste like anything. There's no, it's fine. Don't worry about it. I didn't taste it. I just smelled it. I was thinking about it, but it already went into the sheets. It's on the sheets forever. It didn't even get hard later. You know, like, like my own weird drippies become like these weird crusty things on the sheet. The cat cum just disappeared. It's like amazing stuff. Uh, so I was getting finger banged uh, by my boyfriend, Jonathan, wherever he is, probably outside smoke. So I was getting finger banged uh, by Jonathan, and he, and he pulled him on out, and my cat didn't just sniff his fingers, he licked him, meaning that my cat loves the fuck out of me. Or, or women really do taste like tuna. <laughs> e either way, these, these aged purple lips are a fine sashimi. That's ahi, not albacore. None of that white shit, right? It's dark and purpled with age. I don't know if you guys have masturbated for as many years as I have, but my vagina looks like, it looks like a, a one-winged butterfly made out of thickly sliced roast beef, all right? It's weird. I have a tiny wonky fin, a tiny, tiny, tiny wonky labia fin, uh, and I feel like that's where I get all my sexual power from. It's like my Nemo fin. <laughs> I feel like it's like a superhero fish like swimming through the universe, finding, finding all the right dick. Uh, it's good, it's, it's all my tiny, wonky, weird fin. It's good stuff. 
Uh, I'm a feminist. I don't want to be. I don't want to be a feminist. I don't want to be political, you guys. It's just like the language makes me do it. The language, the language is fucking me up, right? Female. I'm a female. I'm a human, right? All of them, all the words, right? We're all just people. No, only boys have a peephole. Girls have a vagina, okay? I know it's not spelled like that, but boys have a peephole and girls have a vagina. Uh, the only reason I call myself a feminist is that's the only word in English that describes what I am without the word men in it. <laughs> feminist, it's, there's an I instead of it. You guys can spell, right? So it's good. I don't want to be a feminist. I have to be because it's just, it's just the way it is. Knock, knock. Feminism. I can get my own door, thanks. It's like the precept of feminism, isn't it? I can get the fucking door. I got it. It's cool. Thanks, guys. It's good. Open it for me. Nice. Uh, it's rough for me because I don't believe in societal 